Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Welcome back to another edition of The Spilled Tea. I am your hostess with the mostest. That's so corny. <laughs> Whatever. Um, Emmy Morgan, I apologize. I just wanted to start off. I apologize. It's been like a month, actually, since our last chat. A lot has been happening. Um, so I don't want to get into too much detail, but I will say this. I think I talked about this before. Um, I'm just going to give a high-level overview of some of the things that have been happening recently that have kind of pulled me away from the show. But I want to definitely get back into it because I missed you guys. And I do want to discuss current events still. But some of the things were uh, I wrote my very first original screenplay. I'm still working on my, I'm still working from home full time with my job, Uh, still hanging out with my family and some of my friends. I'm also working on another project which hasn't been announced, so I'm not going to talk about that, Um, but I am a writer on a project. I don't even want to say what type of project it is yet because, again, it hasn't been announced, so I don't want to do any spoilers. Um, I am still working on producing those three movies. I'm still attached to those three movies um, that are coming up. One of them I can talk about. The name of it is Kitty. It's called Kitty. Uh, If you look – if you do a Google search for – Actually, type in this web address, K-I-T-T-Y-T-H-E-F-I-L-M.com, film that I am a consulting producer on. You can not only find out information about the movie, but you can find out even more about me. And the writer of the film is uh, Brandon Diet, who is one of my best friends. We'll have to have him on the show. Gabby Pickle, who was already on the show previously, she is a producer on that that movie. Um, also, we'll probably have to have Chucho, the director, Chucho Quintanilla, on um, at some point. But yeah, um, I'm still working on that, which has been so fulfilling and learning experience because Brandon roped me into some, not all of the production and behind the scenes. So I'm learning a lot about movie making from a producer standpoint. Um, yeah, it's just amazing. The only thing that I feel like I'm struggling with, though, is I don't want to overstep my bounds as a consulting producer. I'm not a producer, meaning I do this third I'm a consulting producer on this particular subject matter. I've taken on some tasks 
um, that were clearly explained to me, but other things I don't want to take away from someone else because I don't want to feel like um, I'm ever trying to overstep my bounds or um, take on more than I can chew as well, you know? Um, I don't want to take on an attack for this movie, do it wrong, and then they're looking at me like, well, we told you to do that task. Um, So, yeah. What else am I doing? I'm helping Elliot with his um, projects as well. He's helping me with mine. So just a lot going on. Um, speaking of Elliot, he just popped in. Hi. Say hello, sir. How are you? How are you doing? Oh, Covered in husky dogs. <sighs> I, have like six, I hear seven husky your dogs. voice sounds like it's covered in husky dog as well. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty deep. <laughs> I talked to my friend Scott the other day. She's like, oh, my God, you've gone down an octave. Uh, yeah, you have. <laughs> wow. Even when very I was white a boy, now. I did. Yeah, even when I was a boy, I didn't sound that deep. Jeez Louise. Um. Yes, yeah, so how have you been? What's going on with you? Oh, not much. I'm working at GameStop until, you know, you sell my movie and we get rich. I know. And listen, I needed a week to just, last week I did some edits on my first screenplay, and then after that, it was like a couple of days, I did nothing. I needed a week to decompress. I am reading your script as of tomorrow. I'm reading it. Cool. Because it's okay. Yeah. Um. It, and it's based on your book, so let's just get into it. What is the your book in the title? Um, it's called Best Left Buried, and it's mm-hmm. uh, Southern Gothic. It's um, it's about um. I don't know how much I want to give away. You know what I mean? But it's basically about just a woman this woman um her name is Arliss Pardo she was born in the um uh she was born in North Carolina in Morganton North Carolina which is where I'm from and she was found by a bunch of people look at that. she was found by a bunch of people who um found her in a house when she was eight, 10 years old with a bunch of birds in cages and a dead man wow um so they take her away, they put her mother in a mental institution, and they take her to North Carolina. And while she's there, she's talking about the guy in the trees, and nobody believes that there's somebody in the trees. She goes away for 20 years and completely forgets, um, she completely forgets everything about her childhood. She has sort of a retrograde amnesia. And uh, she... Um, I'm usually much better at this. I'm trying to organize husky dogs. My dog has puppies. Right. I have eight of them on right now. Um, Your dog what? I'm sorry? Had puppies. Oh, my God. I have seven dogs on my bed. Oh, All of them. My I like them. Uh, so. Wow. Anyway, um, when she comes back, all sorts of weird stuff starts happening around her. And... She stay out of my food. She um she there's this mystery, there's this um supernatural creature that's trying to get her to do stuff and 
she sort of has to try to navigate her way to find out where she needs to be. How did you come up with the concept of this book? Um, you know, when you, the thing about writing is, is we're never writing about what we think we are. There's a very, I know it's not a favor, but there's a very Freudian part of that. And, mm-hmm. um, it's not about a, a tulpa, which is what the creature is called. It's not about a tulpa. It's not about uh, any of that kind of stuff. It's about life in the South and the systematic oppression of people. Um, mm-hmm. The main character is a doctor. She's a woman. But everyone she meets calls her miss. And she cor- has to correct every single person that she meets. And it's, that's a very subtle sort of way that we try to keep people in their place. Um, mm-hmm. She's going to be interracial. She's uh, of mixed race, and her parents in the 60s were this interracial couple. So, you know, a lot of what happened to them happened because people didn't approve of them and wanted to keep them in their place. And mm-hmm. and that's really what this book is about. It's about about the about society and how society tries to pigeonhole us and then keep us there. And really, in the story. What Arliss has to dis- do is decide whether or not she's going to go into that pigeonhole. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. So the way that I thought about it is I grew up in Morganton, which is this little Peyton place. And the story really is reflective of the place. It's like every other small town in America, you know, you know, the pretty, the pretty streets and everybody smiles and says, hi, do you do? And then behind closed doors, they do all kinds of nonsense. So, I, I, you know, you asked me where books come from, and, and most authors are like that. Where did your ideas come from? It, it mm-hmm. comes from life, but I couldn't give you any particular instance in my life mm-hmm. where it came from. I like it. I like it's it a full lot. Of people, and it's full of people that I know. Mm-hmm. People I grew up with. And just to let everyone know, if you look up Best Left Buried under um, the author, yeah, I was about to say under the birth name of my friend Elliot, you will find it. It's pretty much everywhere you get books, Um, barnesandnoble.com, Amazon. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to read it. So excited. It was was kind of fun to write. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt about Desiree Anderson and her whole life. And what's so funny is, just a side note, um, I think I told Cindy, or... Oh, my God. Did I just say that? Yes, you did. Why did I say that? Okay, no more talking about Cindy. Cindy doesn't exist. We're going to talk about that. Talking to Elliot about um, this thing that happened. Okay, get this off my screen because I just totally misgendered. Um, And dead things. I slapped my hand. Um, so when when I write, for some reason, any 
movie, TV show, anything I write has the last name Davis in it. And I have no idea why until I did Ancestry.com. And when I did Ancestry.com, I discovered that there was this woman with that same last name that's related to me biologically. And it turns out this person's on my dad's side. But I just think it's so funny how I knew it, but I didn't know. You know? I don't know. Just think it's weird. Um, so let's get into the topic, because I just did it. When um, the term dead naming, I think people don't understand what it means. And some people have suggested that we call it something like your caterpillar name. Yes, and it's sweet to say that, but in order to bring shame to the person that, and not just shame, but just to punch home the, the um, effect that it has on, now, Elliot and I are friends. And I'm looking at the screen with the book, and then I said it. Elliot knows I didn't mean to say it to harm him. He knows right. that. Um, there are other people that say it purposely. They purposely say it. Not any other reason because they don't agree with you. So I, I live in the to, south. I live in which the, is even I worse. live in the south and even worse than even worse than dead naming me is the term ma'am. Because they will look at you. There are people around here that will look at mm-hmm. you and they'll say ma'am. Basically telling you basically saying with that one word, I know what you think you are. I know what I think mm-hmm. you are, and I'm right, and you're wrong, and you're a right. freak. And you can hear it in so, the tone, ma'am. So for us trans people, imagine how we feel when we hear that. Imagine. So, no, we're not going to make it all rosy and sweet for you and try That's to right. make you comfortable. We want you to feel the shame that we felt. So dead name. That's what we call it. And, I don't give and a damn what the, you think we I call should it, be called. I'm telling you what I want. We call it the N-word. Yes. Yes. We have many N-words in our community, though, just to let you know. Tranny, freak. Um, now, I've talked to other people in the trans community, and some people mm-hmm. don't mind tranny. Um, yeah, I, I don't I like it. mind too. it. <laughs> I mind it because yeah. to me, you know, it's a, a cheap drag queen in a horse hair wig, you know, that kind of making fun of what I am. Don't call me a, don't call me a transvestite. Um, yeah. There are a billion names to call us, but what do you call a cisgender hetero white guy? What do you call him? Usually sir. There isn't a word. <laughs> there isn't a word that you can call him yeah. to make him feel uncomfortable. The only thing you could possibly do is say he's bad in bed or he has a small penis. Queer is the gay. Queer is queer is the gay equivalent of the N word. I can call me a queer, Mm. but you can't. Right. 
Right. And other people in our community can call each other queer because we know, we know the weight of it. Mm-hmm. We know what it feels like to be called it. And I want to say 99% of the time, we're saying it in jest, not saying it in a mean way. Like, oh, my God, look at Mary. She's so queer. We're not saying it like, look at that fucking queer. My favorite one is queer as a football bat. It is? Oh, yeah, I think that's hysterical. In in England, fag is a a bundle of sticks or a cigarette. Which is weird. And, you know, it it took me a long time to, to come to being trans, partially because I'm at best by and probably lean towards gay. So, mm. but I do like very feminine men. I ain't going to lie. Um, Whatever but, you like, it, it shouldn't matter to someone else. So. It shouldn't matter to somebody else. I am not, mm. I, you know what? I, here's, here's something that's been driving me crazy. Okay. Um, I am an atheist, like, like a real serious, hardcore anti-theist. I don't like religion. Mm-hmm. If other people want to practice it, that's fine, but I don't want them shoving it in my face, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I, so we have a lot of Jehovah's Witnesses here in town, and because they can't go door-to-door, to door, they started a letter-writing campaign. Mm. So it's okay for them to invade the sanctity of my home to try to initiate me into their cult because that's what it is. It's a way mm-hmm. for some, uh, somebody else to make money off of your labor. It's a cult. Mm-hmm. But it's not okay for me to say, I don't understand why you believe in God. Can I explain to you atheism? That's rude. Or why is, can I explain to you what it's like for me to be gay? That's rude. I can't proselytize you on my gayness or my, my atheism, but you can proselytize me about your religion. And, and people justify it. They will say, oh, well, you know, they're just trying to save your soul. It's actually a really nice thing. It's not a nice thing. They're trying to get you to join their cult. Mm-hmm. You know, I, why is that acceptable when it's not – everybody's always, well, don't push your gayness in my face. Why not? You push your Jesus in mine. And another thing that really irks me is uh-huh. people that – and I'm talking to every cisgender hetero person – no matter what color you are, you will sit down at your desk at work. Uh, well, not, not right now, but you'll go to your friend. You'll email your friend. You'll talk to your friends outside of work. You'll talk all about your relationships, your hookups, the things you like yeah. to do in bed. The second you get around someone who's trans, the second you get around someone who's gay, Second, you get around someone who's pan or bi. Oh my God, I don't want to hear about your your sexual life. That's too much. I don't want you to push it on me. I just listen to you talk about, about how you like going a finger up your butt. I just listen to you talk about how you like to be pegged, but you can't hear the fact that I'm trans and I go on a date with a guy. What? Yeah. Or kissing in Excuse public, me? holding hands in public. Thank you. So you don't want to be pushed and educated, but you are okay with having your hand around your girlfriend's neck while you guys are walking? What? Or hand or hand in her pocket, in her back pocket? Or hand in her pocket, right. Or even holding hands. 
I, from now on, if I, I see that, I'm going to stop shoving your straightness in the face. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I and I watch people, you know, basically fucking in, in nightclubs right. or whatever, and people walk past oh. them. If that was a gay couple, oh, no. Honey, I was asking don't, I don't push my I don't push my my opinions in anyone's face. Believe me, a woman came into the store, and she she looked at me, and we tried to get her put on a mask, and she was like, oh, I ain't doing that. I mean, can you imagine? The government shouldn't be trying to tell us what to do. I, I'd like it back before the government told us what to do. And I just wanted to look at her and say, well, you mean before they made you wear seatbelts or not kill other people? Because those are things right. that the government does before they made you pay taxes. The, the government makes you do a lot of things. Yes. Putting on a mask is the least of them. And putting on a mask protects, I mean, it, it does actually protect does protect you, you as well. Yeah. But more so other people. And you don't care about other people, lady? Okay. And, right. and more to the point, it protects, it protects other people that you know. Because wearing right. the mask doesn't, doesn't protect the strangers. It protects grandma when you go home to her, when you go to visit her. Mm-hmm. Right. I just don't understand how... I am sick of stupid this week. I have had my fill of stupid. Oh, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, oh, my gosh, my kid has to stay home. Oh, poor you. Poor yeah, no, right? world problem. Poor Look, you. Look, Breeder, maybe well, you guess what? Maybe kept your legs closed or you were gay. <laughs> well, guess what? Australia did a four week lockdown and now they virtually have no cases. That How was New Zealand. That? Oh, I'm sorry, New Zealand. I'm sorry, New Zealand. You're right. And, How about we do that? It sucks because it's just going to get worse and worse and worse and mm-hmm. worse unless somebody does something. People, here's, right. here's a little statistic. With the Spanish flu, three to five million people died the first time it came through, like when it came through in January of this year. The second time, 50 mm-hmm. to 75 million people died. Mm-hmm. You're looking at an exponential jump. And all you have to do is stay home. Wear a mask it's when you're out. It's not that hard. Yeah, it's not that hard. Lockdown means protecting you and your family and everybody around you. That's what it means. It means when you go to a store, put on a mask before you walk in. You know what? That is a private business. You have to do what they say yeah. in order to get service in that business. When you go to a state yep. building, you have to do that. The only time you don't have to wear a mask is when you're walking outside. You don't have yep. to. When you're walking to your car, when you're driving your car, when you're in your home, those are the times that you don't have to wear a mask. Any other time mm-hmm. you enter a building, someone owns that building. You have to do what they say. Period. End of story. There was a TikTok video of this guy in Subway screaming at a Subway person saying he wants his sandwich and he doesn't have to put on his mask. Uh, are white people okay? Like, well, that's, that's you absolutely okay? correct. You don't. You're absolutely correct. I'm sure you got some lunch meat at home. You can Thank feel you. free to have all but, the... Yes, you do. I'm not serving you until you put on a mask. Give me my fucking sandwich. Nope. Oh, okay. So you're going to yell at me? Yeah, sure. I'm going to give you the sandwich for free. That's not how it you works. You don't have a sandwich. You, you don't. You, have, you may have one at home. 
but you don't have one here, sweetheart. Speaking of TikTok, until I take the money, tools, nothing's yours. Right. No, um, it's just, and that's speaking the thing. of TikTok. Go ahead. Well, that's the thing that people don't understand is that Amer, I can't speak for any other country in the world, but in mm-hmm. America, the reason that we've had such a problem with all of this stuff is because we have the government and we have experts, but half of the people in this country are too stupid to understand what the experts are saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so these these capitalists, it's really capitalists, it's people who are coming in to profiteer off of these people's stupidity, like Jim Baker, who is selling like, like COVID crap and $150 for a five dollar for a five gallon canister with some seeds in it, and right. the Pat Robertsons of the world, and all of these people, uh. they they have a, a a vision of what they want, and they are using this to try to seize power to make this a theocracy. And people in this country don't understand that freedom, the freedom of religion, the freedom to choose your religion, is not here to protect atheists or Buddhists or Shintos or, or uh, Arabs or uh, is, uh, Muslims. It's here to protect Christians because the people who founded the father, the founding fathers who first came here had just been through this big fight between the Protestants and the Catholics. And they wanted for people to be able to worship wherever the hell they wanted. You could be a Catholic if you wanted. You could be a Protestant. That's who it's there to protect. So all this Christian nation stuff is just ridiculous. Because and it's so funny, funny because the people that came here, pillaged, stole land, killed the people, and then claimed the land as their own, did the exact mm-hmm. same thing that happened when they were in England. They didn't like England, so they came here and took over land that was already occupied. Yeah, I've had that argument three what, times this week. And then we what they did America. was, uh, America was already here. The Native yeah. Americans? <laughs> we've had, we've had that Native argument Americans three times. Everybody's like, well, who do you oh. think discovered the Americans? Do you think it was the Vikings? or well, I think it was the Indians because they were here. Yeah. I think it was the Native Americans. They're the ones who discovered yes. it. You know, Native Americans, we can, we can complain all day about being black and and trans mm-hmm. and chicks and yep. all that kind of stuff. You ain't yep. Native American. <laughs> right. You that that I'm is 1%, like one percent. One percent Native that American. That is like <laughs> the single worst group in this country that treated the worst. It's yeah. so sad the way that Native Americans I I did some research on this. I was going to be a nurse for a while. I was going to be what they call a res nurse. Simply because mm-hmm. all of the nurses on the reses were so terrible. There was a story about these two little girls on a res, and they were bored, and they'd heard that in the city, sometimes kids take medication to have fun. You know, they were like seven or eight years old, and they heard a little bit about people taking drugs and that it was fun. They had no idea what they were talking about. So they found some NyQuil, and they each took one, and they got sick. And so they went to the infirmary. In the infirmary, the nurse called them to their face genetic filth. <sighs> told everybody that they had tried to commit suicide, had them airlifted to a hospital 150 miles away 
without telling their parents and mm. tried to have them committed as suicidal. Mm. If that had happened to anybody, somebody would be screaming. But because they're Native Americans, most people don't even know that story. Can you imagine if that happened in Harlem? We would all be in the streets, but not mm-hmm. for Native Americans. Right. Disgusting. Um, and if it happened in, in some middle, you know, some middle American town full of white kids, oh my God! Oh my about goodness! It? it would be national news. Remember, little yep. Jessica fell in the well, and it yes. was like the country stopped. Meanwhile, yep. a black kid with earbuds on um, walks down the street and gets beaten and murdered by a man while he's holding a bag of Skittles and uh, Arizona iced tea. And nothing, nothing. And that's, you know, what's, what's really starting to piss me off about that is that, who is that? I don't even remember that. Now. Kyle Rittenhauer, George, George Kyle Rittenhauer, whatever the hell his name is, oh, raised yeah, $2 million I, dollars mm-hmm. to get that boy to jail. Why come yeah. when a black man is shot to death in the street, we don't have GoFundMes? For his family. I yeah. actually went, I actually went the the last, um, shooting. I can't remember who it was for, um, but I went to. Uh, I was on a site with people who were talking about it, and I was like, "Is there a GoFundMe page?" And they were like, "Yes, there is." And I posted the GoFundMe page, and some bitch who got blocked came up and said something sarcastic about how uh, about it. If I had been near her, I'd have throat punched her. Yeah, but, but it's funny how I argue during the June. Um, riot or protests, I would say. Protests mm-hmm. by the black people. Riots started by nationalists and then ended by black people. Mm-hmm. Oh, the and all of the violence that was attached saying, to that. Yep. All the violence with the Proud Boys. Yeah, I know. Um, but it's it's funny how the racist people, white and others were saying, look at these thugs. They're st- protesting. Maybe if they wouldn't do anything wrong, they wouldn't be killed. They're so stupid. They need to just stay home. Like, look at, look at spreading COVID. Spreading COVID for what? And guess what? Those same people are now spending $2.5 million to help with the recount of President Trump, who is Doesn't no longer matter. going He's to be president been, soon. He keeps being fought Who, in court. He keeps being overturned in court over and over again. He's not going to well, get Well, they're not going to – here's the thing, and I said this on, I think, this podcast. He elected Amy to the Supreme Court yes. thinking he had an ally. That woman, as disgusting as some of the things she's done and said, she is not the type of person that will – deviate from the book. She's not the type of person that will give a uh, pat on the back to her friend. She said, I will not go over precedent, number one, and number two, I will read the Constitution to the letter of the law. He goes to the Supreme Court and says, I want you to demand a recount. They've never done a recount like that. And she's like, yeah, no. He didn't have one single ally on that board. Like, 
I knew it would backfire. I knew it. All of his friends are turning on him now that he's lost because in the time that we haven't been on the show, it's kind of funny how people made fun of of Biden's age, which is 78. He had 2 million over his age. 80 million people voted for him in the popular vote. And Um, 73 million voted for Trump, which is his age, which is kind of, I don't know, I just think it's ironic. But anyway, go ahead. Um, the thing that one of the things that they brought up now about Trump is he has a lot of state secrets and he has a lot of debt Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he could theoretically do that. What we need to do is arrest him inaugural day at his inauguration. You heard about that, right? Yeah. He's having his own inauguration. No, he's decided he's going to, he's decided he, they announced that he will be having his own inauguration. On the 21st of January. I cannot. Guys, I think that he's delusional. Like, I'm not even being funny. I'm not even being, like, glib. I think he's got, like, mental issues. I'm not being funny. He does. If you actually was reading an article, a a council of 47 of the premier psychiatrists in the country recently came together together and did a diagnosis of him based on appearances, which is different from analytical and sitting down and talking to him. But he is now pretty much officially diagnosed as having narcissistic personality disorder. Um, also, too, another reason There are actually people who are making noise about um, a future president's having to pass a mental stability test. I also want him arrested. Um, oh, if yeah. He's not going to get arrested for what he's done with the transition, what he's done with um, spending tax dollars on this recount, not just one state, multiple states. Um, he will be arrested for what he's done to 24 women when he sexually assaulted and raped them. So he's probably oh, yeah. going to prison, but I really want him to, not, not just for the, the things he's done wrong. I don't want him to run in 2024. The country does not oh, need to no be way. put through this. We're going to No way, and we're going to try to run healing. Ivanka? Oh, she needs to go, too. And, well, they're talking about putting her in jail, too. Her, Jared, and Don Jr. Bye. You only have Eric and Tiffany left. <laughs> I want, and, truth, I, and, and yeah. Um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Go ahead. Sorry. I just want to make it all clear that I am fully aware that you can be a Republican without being MAGA because there's yeah. clearly a difference. And I respect Republicans. I do not respect, respect MAGA because MAGA likes hurting people. There's a TikTok video of a woman walking by uh, a cartoon of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris taking a fly swatter, hitting them, splatting them, and laughing. If we did that with Donald Trump, we would be in the office of Secret Service to this day. I don't understand how they, they can pull their white privilege cards out and, and do this. I don't, I don't understand that at all. You know, it's, it's really funny you mentioned white privilege because I, 
it's it, I gave away a lot of my white privilege when I mm-hmm. came out. But I, mm-hmm. I had it for years. And I was telling the story to a, a, one of the girls. I had a, a, a black girl in my... And uh, I said, she said something, and I looked at her and I said, you know, I got pulled a few days ago. And I was, the cop came up and I was like, hey, how you doing? And chatting and all this kind of stuff. And finally he said to me, he said to me, you know, most people seem really nervous when they talk to me, but you don't. And I looked at him and I said, well, it's because I know you're not going to shoot me. And he laughed. And she jumped in the back seat. She said, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. There's white privilege. And I'm like, absolutely. And I use it. I try to use it for people. It's like the other day Mm. when, when, I was at work. Uh, it was like my second day at work, and I got in there early, and I was sitting outside. And there's this black man sitting there minding his own business, quiet, and this cop car comes cruising up, and the cop gets out, and he's like, I need to see your ID. So I just took <gasps> out my phone, and I opened up the camera, and I looked at him, and I let him see that I had the camera open. And i got to tell you, girl, I was scared shitless. <laughs> but I sat there with my camera open, not filming, just in case things got out of hand. And he realized what I was doing. And he calmed down, and he walked back to the car, and his partner, this woman, showed up, and she was all, I saw him, and And he goes, shh, relax, and looked at me, and she looked at me, and she calmed down, and I sat there until they left, because he may be a criminal, he may not be a criminal, I don't care, you're not going to shoot him in the street for being black, not in my watch, and if that is how black, white privilege should be used to protect black people. Yep. And just to that let is you our know, obligation the, to our brothers and sisters. The more masculine you appear physically and sound, the mm-hmm. more privilege you gain back. Just to yep. let you know, and it doesn't Especially matter like what you. your height is. It doesn't. It, that doesn't matter. If you are clocked as masculine, and you are white, and you, yeah, you're gonna get your your privilege back. Just to let you yep. know. And the truth is, is I, I will always use it to defend people who don't have any privilege. Thank you. Um, I, too, especially now more so. Before, not, I mean, I had a little bit, but now more so. When I have my mask, um, I do have a certain amount of privilege. And I will explain that. When... People come up to a person of color. The first thing they see after they see our skin tone is they look us really quickly over to see if we are threatening. Now, for my dysphoria, I feel like I I need to present more feminine. That's just me. Some people might feel uncomfortable by it that have known me a long time and now they see me more feminine. I'm sorry, but this is part of where I want to be. Maybe I'll be less feminine later. I don't know. But right now, I am trying to get as feminine as I possibly can. Don't be so sorry about anything mask, you need to do to make you happy. True, true, true. You're right. You're right. I, I shouldn't have said I'm sorry. So when I have my mask on, and I've got my long wig on, and I've got my girly clothes, um, they're looking at me and saying, oh, non-threatening. I'll even mm-hmm. hold open the door for that one. So I understand I have privilege too. If I was darker skin, if I was a little bit more masculine, if my wig was pulled back and you couldn't see 
You know, you could see my hair. If I looked any type of disheveled, I would not have any privilege at all. But because I appear to look like I'm put together, I do have privilege. And there are times when I try to use it as well. There are people that, you know, will try to – there was this lady in the store. This person in front of us was kind of taking a long time. And this person behind me was like huffing and puffing. I took all of my privilege, turned around and looked at them, and they just stopped. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I mean, it, and we it was need little, to, we need but... to stop. We need to stop apologizing for having privilege and start using it to make things better. I know. You know what I mean? I feel bad. I feel bad because I am dark skin. I, I should not have privilege at all but I know I do and I feel bad. And, and also, see, I don't feel bad that black. I don't feel bad that I have privilege. I feel bad that everybody else doesn't. And I will do whatever I have. I used to work for, I used to work for, um, uh, um, blockbuster records. Mm-hmm. And we had this one customer who came in every single day or every single week on Wednesdays and everybody, all the employees, black, white, everybody just hated this man. He was um, Nation of Islam, mm-hmm. and, you know, there's a lot of bad rep there. But he would come in, and he would always order people around and all this kind of stuff. And I looked at him one day, and I don't know why. I just got this hair, and I said, that's going to be my customer. And they said, what are you talking about? I said, that man is going to be my customer. I'm going to make him happy. And they said, no way. You're this white woman. That's not going to happen. So I walked over the first day he came in. I pulled out a handful of CDs. I found out he liked acid jazz. And I walked over and I said, Mr. Johnson, sir, I, I, I heard that you like acid jazz. So while I was stalking, I took a, the liberty of pulling a few new titles I thought you might like. And then I took them all over to the deck and I opened them all for him, which you're not supposed to do. And then I walked up and I said, if you need me holler, I'm going to be over there. And I never looked back at him and I just let him sit there with trust and respect. And it blew him away a little at first and he was uncomfortable and he didn't know how to deal with it. The second day when I came in, I did it again, and it, again, it caught him off guard. The third week, he walked in. He goes, Sadie, my girl, how you doing today? And hugged me because all wow. he wanted was for somebody to respect him, and mm-hmm. he deserved to be respected. And once he got what he needed, then you saw the real person underneath. It's not mm-hmm. magical. It's just it's to be the change you want to see in the world. If you want to be respected, you've got mm-hmm. to respect people. If you want to love people, you be loved. You got to love people, and right. it, I he was one of my favorite people. I I loved talking to him. He was brilliant and you know wonderful. Once you got under that exterior, right. When you meet someone, they aren't always what you think. You can't go by your own um, prejudices. Anything that you thought that you knew about someone, you have to meet people for who they are, even if yeah. they are the type of person. And, and I, I even try this. If I have a friend who says, oh, I don't like that person. Granted, I want to respect my friend and I don't want to like that person either. But at the same time, you have to form your own opinion. If Absolutely. they just don't like their, that person just because they don't like that person, yeah, I'm forming my own opinion. But if they say, 
example after example how this person's evil, yeah, I'm not going to like that person at all. But also, too, I mean, like, if you had a bad experience with a black person and you come encounter with another black person, don't base it off of that. Every black person is different. We are all snowflakes. Every single one of us is different. So, um, yeah, base it off of your own um, experience with that individual as a whole, as, you know, that, that's, that mentality is something that you do when you're, you're four or five, not I 45. Just, <laughs> I just finished watching the first season of Lovecraft Country, which is brilliant. Me too. And terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, but not in the way that you think it is. It's the, the, the human beings in it are much more terrifying than any of the monsters are. Mm-hmm. And I, the thing that struck me is I'm in love. I was watching it, and Hippolyta, that woman has stolen yeah. my heart. That actress is brilliant. But I just sat yeah. there watching this woman doing advanced calculus in her head, thinking to myself, that's yeah. why we are not colonizing the friggin' stars right now, because that woman mm-hmm. should have got a Ph.D. And, in, and how many other people in the world who were women or who were black or who were Asian or who were, you know, not the cis male statute that we have how many Einsteins did we lose how many you know I mean even the ones that we had like uh, Alan uh, Turing Alan Turing one of the most brilliant minds ended up committing suicide because he was gay and they were going to send him to jail how Mm. much potential do we lose it's not this racism this sexism this anti-gay sentiment really hurts society because if you are basing your judgment of people on, on these surface worthless things, then Mm -hmm. you are losing their genius and their magic Mm -hmm. and their spirits. And it's such a friggin' waste and it breaks my heart. It makes me literally cry sometimes when I think about all of the wasted potential in this world. Because yep. a few people are too narrow to see through some melatonin or some genitalia. Some people are Agreed. too afraid that they're going to lose their power, that they will give somebody else a chance to make something of their lives. It just makes right. me angry. And the thing about Lovecraft Country that I started to despise was we keep seeing the same image. Black people, and I understand, I understand black, but every image we see of black people is, from the past is we've been broken down, we've been beaten. And I was starting after, ev- in every episode, we were violently attacked. Every single episode of Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft Country. Yeah. And then all One of, of a sudden, the things that- it started to change. And I was getting more in love with the show. So the one thing that I, I don't like about it is every single white person was a bad guy. Every there single is, one there, of them. There is not a single decent white person in that. And I understand no. the point that they're trying to make. And I, I don't want, I well, certainly don't want any great white savior to come in and save these yeah. people. But every right. once in a while there, there, there were decent white people. And, Everybody quotes Martin right. Luther King 
the I have a dream speech, but it's clear to me that most people haven't read it because no. uh, the I have a dream is a tiny part of it, and he talks about all sorts of things. And one of the things mm-hmm. that he talks about is he says, don't forget your white brothers and sisters who are standing behind you and believe in the same things that you do and are fighting with you. Don't mm-hmm. turn away your allies. Right. Remember that you have allies, and you do. Right. I, and, you know, I don't think that black people need white people to save them. I believe that human beings no. need other humans to save them. And until we Correct. get to a, pl- a point where we are writing stories about black people and white people who work together as equals, black people and white people are not going to be equals. Mm. Agreed. One of my favorite quotes is a guy said, as long as the first female astronaut or the first black mayor are stories that make the news, there will be racism and there will be sexism. I just realized that there was one, one white person in that show, and that was the brother. That's all I'm going to say. You and I will talk about it after. But the brother Mm -hmm. was the only nice white person. The sister and everybody else was horrible. The brother you mean the long was haired, the only nice person. We, we will blonde, talk about it, but the blonde brother. Really, yeah. yeah. He There's wasn't really about, nice. He wanted something. But he wasn't evil. You know what I mean? He wasn't, he wasn't evil to the point of the others, but he, he was calculating to the black people, but he wasn't evil. I know that you're trying outside. to not give spoilers, but we'll talk no, about it after. No, no, not trying to give. Evil. Yes, we will. Um, also, I watched The Crown, um, which, speaking of evil, that, okay, can we talk about that? Did you watch The Crown at all? I, you know, I don't. Okay. Um, so. I, I'm, I'm a guy. If it doesn't have, like, if it doesn't have, like, a rubber monster in it, I probably haven't okay, seen well, it. Okay, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, if it has tits in it. No. Um, the Crown, yeah. for all you people that don't know, it's about the British royal family, the um, Windsor Montabans. Um, yes. The current British royal family. It starts off season one with Elizabeth taking the throne after her father, George, died. Um, his brother, his older brother, ad- abdicated the throne to marry a divorced woman. So King George um, became the king. What, what, go ahead. Wallace. Wallace Simpson. What? Her name yes, was Wallace yes, Simpson. Yes. That and was a huge scandal. Scandal, because there was never a divorced royal, ever. Not, not right. by marriage, not by anything. That was, that was no, no. So Henry when he did. abdicated the throne to marry her, that was like, oh my God, you're giving up the crown? Are you crazy? And George only had two girls. So who's going to run the country when he dies? A woman. Um, that was not uncommon, though. Among the British, right. um, that queens, queens, queens were not. Um, and yes. Henry had divorced three times, actually, Henry VIII. Oh, my but, God. Um, the, um, the royalty did have very serious rules against it. And he... Everybody says that Henry divorced his wives. He didn't divorce his wives. He annulled the marriages. He claimed that right. they had uh, – he either 
claimed that they had cheated on him, which was treason, and killed them, or he claimed that they were frigid and he hadn't had sex with them. Hmm. Either way, he didn't want to be in that marriage, and he wanted to marry other people, so he found a way. Oh, yeah. Which is disgusting. Um, So the first season was Claire Foy, and the first two seasons actually were Claire Foy. She played the younger queen, and she was, you know, she played beautifully and won an, an Emmy for it. And you understand the queen feels like the crown is more than her. She will serve the crown. Yeah. There was one scene where Charles is, or, um, Prince Philip is like, you want me to bow to my wife? And she's like, I am your queen. And so she made him bow to him, to her. I mean, and you're just like, what? What? And so then in the third season, the queen is older and Olivia Coleman, Oscar winner, takes over for the role. And she does a beautiful job. And, you know, Helena Bonham Carter is Princess Margaret. Again, beautiful job. This season, season four, still Olivia, still Helena, but now we have Princess Diana. And she, yeah. wow, they abused mentally the oh, yeah. fuck out of that woman. They, yep. she did not, she wasn't perfect, but that woman developed an eating disorder because she was a royal. That's not like hearsay. Mm-hmm. That's direct. I, I was yeah. like crying while I'm watching this show because this woman, first of all, I grew up playing paper dolls with Princess Diana with my friend Sarah. So I love she Princess also, Diana. Always have. Mm-hmm. She also was suicidal. She tried to kill herself twice. Uh, we, we, have we gotten to that part? Yes, we did. We did. Yes. Her and Charles, I will say, tried with their marriage, but on their wedding day, Charles told her, yeah, I'm in love with Camilla. This is just a formality for me. What? I need an heir and a spare. What? An heir and a spare. That's what her job was. An heir and a spare. No, no, no. I'm saying that. Yeah, I, I know, but like. Why would you say that to someone? Like, he even if it's how you her feel. Here's how I feel. In, he needed somebody pretty on his arm mm-hmm. so that he could have Camilla. And he didn't care if she had affairs. He should have gone up to her and told her the deal before he married her because that was not uncommon. It's basically a contract marriage. A lot wow. of royals have them. Here's the thing. As I'm watching it, they talked about that. They both were in the room with the queen. Charles broke down crying. He wrote a six-page letter to his mother saying, although Camilla is married, he's in love with her, and he does not want to go through this marriage. And basically, I'm paraphrasing when I say this, is what she said to both of them. She forced them to get married. Princess Margaret saw them fight in a church and was like, you know what, Elizabeth, something's not right with these two. I I think this is a disaster. Do not allow them to get married. 
Remember how it worked out when you forced someone else to get married, i.e. me. That didn't work out. So make sure you don't let your son marry this woman. Not because she's a bad person, just they're not compatible. Suck it up, buddy. Your cup, you, you have to do this for your, for your country, is what she said. Yep. And then yep. when, she, when Diana did finally have an affair, she's whoring around with multiple people. Uh, you've been whoring around with a married woman. Neither one of you is any better than the other. But they zillified The rumor her. is... They made her... The rumor is that, that not only did Charles know, he gave her bless, his blessing. He was okay with her and having an affair. Because he and didn't the series he it didn't say that he, he cared. It said he did not approve. That's what it said. That he found out through and other people, the staff. That's a fictionalized account. Right. Um, there, and there are two sides to every story. And according to him, True. he was fine with it. So, but he no, wasn't just, in love with her. Yeah. He didn't care. No, he wasn't. He could have had a sister, you know, but he, he was intrigued by Diana because she was so different. But he ended mm-hmm. up not being interested in her because she wasn't Camilla. And the most heartbreaking scene was when she went into his drawing room, saw a bracelet. God, you're making a bracelet for me? And I think the the inscription was Fred and Fred and Maud or Fred and something. That's what yeah. he and Camilla call each other. Yep. And she was crushed. Yep. And, like, and the and what he did wrong broken. in that relationship. What he did wrong mm-hmm. in that relationship is there were a thousand mm-hmm. women who would have married him and would have been okay with just being married in yep. name only. He had to pick somebody yep. who cared about him. Who thought that she was getting yeah. a fairy tale? He lied to her. He did. And for that, he kind of deserves what he's getting, because he finally mm. did get Camilla. And from what I understand, that's a pretty hard road to hoe. Well, they're together. She's so kind of hard to whatever. live with. His grandkids well, hate karma. Um, so I've been watching that. I watched this new show called Next. It's about a billionaire who tries to stop AI from taking over the world. Um, The AI is similar. I can't say her name because she's listening right now, because if I say her name, it's going to trigger her, but Um, A-L-E-S-A. It's kind of like that, but this thing is so manipulative. It's like crazy. It's such a good show. And it's with one of my um, all-time crushes who, um, he's a low-key crush. I don't really talk about him a lot. John Slattery, uh, he actually is from the Boston area. He's older, but he's so freaking sexy. He played Tony. Oh, um, very hot. Yo. He played Tony Stark's dad in the um, Avengers movies, especially the, the Civil War where you see uh, Bucky kill him. That's John Slattery. Oh, he's so sexy. See, that's kind of a joke because Ooh. I'm an older guy. He's older than you. John is older than you. John's like in his 70s. <laughs> you're not, you're not Those older yet. guys rock that kick. Oh, my God. Um, 
So I'm watching that. I'm watching this other show called The Undoing with Nicole Kidman, which is about her. Um, she's a therapist wife. She has one son, and she's married to Hugh Grant. And her husband, Hugh Grant, is accused of murdering one of his patient's moms who he's had an affair with. So, yeah, that's interesting. But the one show that I know for a fact you I don't know for a fact, actually. You might not watch it. I don't know. It's called Watchmen. And it's basically about um, the movie, The Watchmen. It's years after that. Yeah, it's so good. Um, I finished that. That was really good. Oh, Mr. Um, Manhattan. Mr. Manhattan is the sexiest black man on the planet. He, well, sexiest man, period. Doctor, sorry, Dr. Manhattan. Oh my gosh, I just did what best lay Arliss would, would kill me for. <laughs> right. Arliss would beat me up for that. Um, he yeah, is, Dr. It, Manhattan it, is sexy. It's really funny because in the story when she was rich, written as white and did it, she came up as kind of bitchy. But now that, mm. she's, that she's faint and interracial, it mm. makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. Because she would have spent her whole life correcting people. People would have yep. looked at her and went, you know, you know. Mm-hmm. She earned I'm it. going to send an LOI to Misha Collins to see if he'll direct it. And if you don't know who Misha Collins is, he played, what What was the name of the angel? Michael, I believe? No. Castiel. Castiel, Castiel. on um, Supernatural. Um, love him. He's so freaking sexy. He is. I saw him, well, somebody probably uses his photos, but I was on OkCupid, and I matched with somebody that pretended to be him, and I was like, God, I wish it was him. I would totally date yeah. him. He's, he's <laughs> married? Yeah, he is. He's married, and he has two kids. They're really cute. Um, yeah. His wife wrote a really interesting book that you should look up. It's about um, polyamory, I think. Oh, interesting. They are an interesting um, couple. Huh. And I think it was Polly. Oh, I wonder if it was him. I think on the profile it did say Polly. I wonder if it was him. If it was, give me that number. Cause I, it was a oh, I don't even think I... I think I deleted that profile and then went back to it. I, I don't know. Anyway, um, I do want to give think he a plays shout the, out. Gender roles a lot. He what? Because when he plays with gender roles a lot. When he got married, he wore the uh-huh. gown and his wife wore the tux. Oh my gosh! I have to find that picture. Okay. His makeup oh, is horrible. Of which, oh really? Yeah. Um, there is a guy. I wanna, I wanna look it up real quick. Um, you, you just reminded me when you said gender roles. There is a guy in England, I believe. His name is Mark mm-hmm. Bryan. He, and I think I've talked about this before on my podcast. If you search on Instagram, Mark Bryan nine one one, he is a very masculine man. He uses he pronouns. He's heterosexual, he's white, he's married, he has kids, he loves Porsches, he loves women. 
let me read his profile. I am a straight married guy that loves Porsches, beautiful women, and incorporating high heels and skirts into my daily wardrobe. What he means, if you look at his pictures, is he's wearing a polo top on top, a, a turtleneck on top, and then he's wearing a plaid skirt and red high heel strappies on the bottom. He feels that clothing should not have a gender. So he's making a public statement. And this man is bald, wearing his mask, and, he is, and he's got one of the biggest butts I've ever seen on a white person. I have never seen such a butt. It's, the, it's huge. And he's got great legs, too. They're muscular, but they're great legs. But, yeah, you, should, you guys should follow him. It's very interesting. There are, uh, there are a lot of people like that. Iggy Pop has worn women's dresses for years. And when somebody mm, asked him why he wears women's dresses, he said, the way they said it, he's like, because I don't feel there's anything wrong with being a woman. Right. Which I thought was a wonderful answer. Basically what it is, in our society, uh, every girl talks about that time she experimented in high school. Men are not mm-hmm. given that liberty. So if men have nope. anything that even a curiosity about, this is one of the things on my on my website, um, on my YouTube page. I'm trying to do this. Um, I'm trying to do this speech. I, I need to get a little bit more equipment before it'll look decent. But basically, what I wanted to talk about is, you know how people always ask you, when did you know you were gay, or when did you know you were trans? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we knew. Mm-hmm. You, you know, from the time you were an infant, you, you knew that you were different somehow. And. Mm-hmm. You cut out. You did, oh, oh no! He'll be back. I'm not sure what happened. He must. He may have lost um, service, but he'll call back. Um, that's interesting. Okay, so yeah, I, if you Google, um, not Google, if you. Look up M-A-R-K-B-R-Y-A-N-1-1. You'll find Mark and you'll see some of his, you'll see his shoe collection, his amazing wardrobe. Like, he's great. But let's get Elliot back on. Hello. Oh, here I am. Yeah, here you are. I'm here. So as I was saying, (laughs) for for JP, it just like stopped. It was like, no, you're not talking anymore. Poor I think that for gay people or for trans people, we know about it and it's in our consciousness. And but mm-hmm. if you're cis, they give you a little blue skirt and a little a little pink skirt and a little doll or some little blue shoes and a little truck, and they send you out and you're okay in that, so you never have to think about it because you never feel out of step. You're the same as everybody else, except for those of us who are hiding and pretending that we're not. So mm-hmm. when by the time that we hit, you know, puberty, we've thought about sex and things like that. And it doesn't make it easier, but it does give us more practice being miserable about it. And we don't have any questions. We may deny that we're interested in the opposite sex or that we, you know, would rather be a girl. Straight people never get that. So they spend their whole lives being secretly afraid that they're gay or mm-hmm. that they're trans. 
Um, mm-hmm. I've, I've talked to hundreds of little 14, 15 year old boys. Like, I think I'm gay. Why? Well, you know, I was in the gym with all the other guys and I got an erection. No, that's because your body is male and it gets erections. You know, did you know when you were right. a kid that you were different? No. Well, then you're probably straight. And men, for men, it's even worse because men don't get that one time when they tried it and were experimental in college because our society really looks down on that. It's very negative and it's very women get a pass. Um, I don't think most people know this, but until Victoria's England, after until after Victoria's England, there was only one other society on earth that ever had anti-lesbian laws, and that was the Greeks. Um, nobody else did. Um, and in fact, when they went to Victoria, when they passed some of the most brutal anti-homosexuality law that they ever did during Victoria's reign, one of her counselors said, well, what about the ladies? And she said, what are you talking about? And he said, well, the lesbians. And she's like, that's not possible. How, what are you talking about? Women can't do that. They, they can't have sex with each other. So it was never legislated. Um, and so I think that there are a lot of men who are bisexual who, if they had that one experience in, in college, would know themselves better and would be less insecure and less violent and less oppressive about it. I think that the problem is, is that we don't ever let boys explore their sexuality. You know, you must be straight. It's terrible. Mm -hmm. I thought I read something somewhere. I'm trying to find it now. I was under the impression the first marriage laid out in the Bible was a lesbian marriage. I could be wrong. Um, but I thought marriage, I thought this marriage during hmm. biblical marriage was nothing like today's marriage. To them, engagement right. was much more important because at the engagement ceremony is when you trade goods. And mm. marriage was never really a religious Sabbath until about the fifteen mm. hundreds. Um, mm-hmm. Among the ancient Jews, the ancient Jews, and today in Semitic cultures, what happens is your dads get together and they trade camels and linen and stuff or money nowadays, money and gold. Women are often given gold because it's the only thing they're allowed to own is their jewelry. Um, And that's their dowry in case their husband throws them out. They'll have gold that they can sell to live on because they're not allowed to hold property. You were engaged once that, once that handed off, you were bound and it Mm. took a lot of money to get everybody to return everything. Um, and it wasn't like today with engagement presents where you just keep them or just send them back or whatever. The marriage ceremony itself was really just standing up in front of two witnesses and declaring that you were going to be together. And if you couldn't find two people, you could go to the to a mountaintop or a hilltop when the sun and the moon were both in the sky at the same time and they could be your witnesses. Um, because the marriage wasn't a big deal. Um, it was not a sacrament among the Catholics until the 1500s. It has always, marriage is a civil union. It's not about mm-hmm. fornication. It's about who owns what property, who gets what's name, who gets custody of the children, who gets the insurance. That's what marriage is about. It's about very civil, regular stuff. And all of that swearing in front of God is just something that was added on the 15th century because the Catholics figured out they could make a profit on it. Mm. Throughout history... 
there have been many different kinds of marriage. The ancient Celts recognized something like 25 different kinds of marriages. Um, mm-hmm. they, uh, they acknowledged polyamory, homosexuality, mm-hmm. um, basically mm-hmm. what contract marriages, marriages for property, um, marriages to protect widows and orphans, marriage to bring strangers into the familial group, group marriages where you could have one wife and two husbands or two hi- wives and one husband. However you wanted to do it, there was a way for them to do marriage among the Celts. And many other groups also recognized similar sorts of marriages. Um, So, you know, everybody wants traditional marriage. You don't even know what you're really talking about. (laughs) Right. And even if you look at the history of same-sex unions, like Elliot is speaking of, um, in Greek culture... Just to, just to educate people, in ancient Greek culture, there was a romantic partnership that was recognized called pederasty, which means an older man and a younger man. Yes. And they changed that to add sin to homosexuals. But that was something that did exist in ancient Greek. And if you don't believe me, Look up Emperor Nero. He actually married a few men. So, Hadrian. Just to let you know. Um, Hadrian, who just built Hadrian's you know. Wall, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, among the Romans. It was very prevalent among the Greeks. It was believed that you had a woman for children and, a, and, and then a male for companionship. And, exactly. Uh, the thing has always been, though, in all forms of heterosexuality, it's better to be the sword than the shield which was the way that the Romans referred to it. If you were the shield, if you were the sword, it was okay. You didn't want to be the sheath. Um, but among the Romans, you could take a lover until he shaved, at which point he was considered mm-hmm. a man. And unless you were in the army, men didn't really do that. They didn't remain companions like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. Hadrian refused to ever allow his lover to shave. <laughs> and they lived together until somebody pushed the boy off the boat because they were jealous. Probably his wife, because Roman women were horrible. They made the men look friendly. And it was because mm-hmm. women were nothing in Rome. Nothing. Um, uh, ro- no, noble Roman women were only allowed to leave the house when they were born, when they were baptized for a religious ceremony, and when they died. Um, Other than that, they stayed in the house unless they became prostitutes. And a lot of noble women became prostitutes simply because they wanted to be able to leave their house. In fact, Roman houses are built so that theoretically you can live in them forever and not have to move. They have um, gardens on the interior of the house where the women were kept. Women were chattel. They could be traded for goods and services. Mm-hmm. Women have always been treated really shitty. But the, my point is, um, when people translated yes. the Bible, they changed things to fit oh, their yes. own narrative. So this is why I don't believe a, a, a man's Bible, a, a person's Bible. I If I a written Bible written specifically by God and I can read it because of whatever 
then I'll believe it. But I'm not going to believe King James and whoever. I'm sorry. I'm not believing it. People can always change anything. And here's the thing. Don't tell me that in the Bible it says thou shalt not lay with mankind the way um, you do with womankind. If you are having premarital sex, if you are swearing, if you are overeating, like you're doing other things that are sinful, yet you're telling people that they're wrong for being gay. I'm sorry. You, you can't pick and choose what is good for you and bad for other people. Actually, That's not how it works. actually I was just reading an article the other day where they found some documents and they retranslated and it doesn't say mm-hmm. thou shalt not lay with a man. It says thou shalt not Thank lay with you. a boy. It's, it's about pedophilia and not about homosexuality. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Um, and see, they and left that boy part out in other Bibles. They left it out completely. And the story of Sodom and Gomorrah so, is about hospitality, not about him homosexuality. They were not killed for being gay. They were killed for being poor hosts. And every right. single culture, ancient culture, has hospitality rule, uh, rules, and all of them end the same way. Hus- was the single most important obligation you had to your society because they didn't have hotels and they didn't have Hiltons and they didn't have restaurants. So if somebody was traveling and it was night and there were wolves out, you were expected to bring them into your house and feed them and make sure that they were safe mm-hmm. and give them a place to sleep. And they in return were to give you news and to contribute to the meal and to be good, good hosts. And if you did not do those things, it was believed that the gods would come down on you and, If Mm -hmm. you read Sodom and Gomorrah, that's what they're talking about. They came in and they were like, you know, we're not going to be good hosts to these men. Also, if you go a chapter ahead uh, to the next book, there's a story in that book which is almost exactly the same, which as far as I'm concerned, Sodom and Gomorrah is horrible anyway. Because in Sodom and Gomorrah, Lot says, I have two young daughters and his daughters were prepubescent. You can take them and rape them to death instead. And the crowd says, no, 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 we don't want to take your daughters. We'll, we'll, we want the men. In the second story, he does, the, the patriarch does the same thing, and they take the little girls and they rape them to death. And then they drop him on this guy's stoop. And this guy cuts the daughters into 12 pieces and sells one to each of the 12 tribes. Ugh. Because girls were worthless. Mm-hmm. So he let his daughter and be raped to death to make a point. Disgusting. And also I'm reading and that that's considered wonderful. Back in um Greek time, as long as there was a man if two men were living together, as long as one of them took the woman's duties, it was okay. The Greeks were very open to homosexuality, but not lesbianism. Like, they were very against lesbianism. Right. Well, that but it produce, was a great. Um, th- that doesn't produce satisfaction for the man. That's why. Yeah, that's why they call it platonic friendship. Well, Greeks mm-hmm. actually believed that women were subhuman. Mm-hmm. So you yeah, know, of course, you're not going to have conversations with your woman because it's like having relations with a chimp. Much like many slave right. owners believe that black people were subhuman. Exactly. They did. It's a, and it's so a great that's way why, to oppress people. That's why a lot of black people have the last name Johnson, Jones, Smith. Yes. Those are the last names of their slave owners. 
because the slave owners would rape the women. And when you own that slave, they have your last name so that if they are ever in another town or somebody else in a store in town, what's your name, slave? Rebecca James. Oh, okay, James. That, so you, you work for that family. Got it. You're owned by that family. Got it. You're owned by the James family. I can't steal you. I can't take you away. You're treated horribly over there. Well, you've got their last name, so I can't do anything. Well, people Just wouldn't do anything. There, mm. This is people don't understand that there is something that is generational. There is a generational form of oppression that is used mm-hmm. against us. That's used against the have-nots that we mm-hmm. play into. What they do is mm-hmm. they go in and they tell the slaves from the field that the, they're the lowest. That they take a handful of them and they make them the overseers and they say, "Oh, you're a little bit better than them." And then they go mm-hmm. to the house slaves and they say, oh, you're a little bit better than them. And then they go to the women mm-hmm. and say, oh, you're a little bit better than them. So everybody mm-hmm. is so busy. And then they go to, like, the, the, the men who work the farms around them, the, the dirt farmers, the tenant farmers, and they say, you're a little bit better than the women. And they give everybody just a little bit more power so that everybody's fighting over that tiny little bit of power and they're too tired and, and occupied fighting each other to turn on the slave owners who are the people who are really oppressing you and who really have all the power. Mm-hmm. And they're still doing it today. They still do it today. Even the sla- amongst the slave owners, you have a smaller house than me. You have less clout than me. You have one less car than me. So even then, Don't fool yourself. It's just, Don't, it, it they were up. all – no, the slave owners all I mean, sat together and they said – I'm not saying that they're there was, any better, but I'm just saying that there was always someone. There's there's oppression on every level, is what I'm trying to say. But but once you got to that level, it's like it's mm. like Bill Gates and and William Koch don't do that to each other, and that's who the slave owners were. That there's a different dynamic that goes on there, where they all get together and they go, look, there's a lot more of us than us, so we have to hang together. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter who's got a bigger house on that level. On that level, it's about making sure that everybody feels equal, even if they're not, because that's how you control the people who don't have as much as you. It, and it's all a big scam. It really is. The truth is is that the world is run by a bunch of people with hoarding disorders, and mm-hmm. we've got to change that. I, right. I, you know, I, I know a lot of people who are radical liberals, but they're – I'm like really ultra radical. I believe that we should eliminate currency and, you know, I know that people aren't ready for it, but ultimately that should be the goal that we're working towards, you know, creating a world. There's a saying that there's two times that societies exist within anarchies. First, when they're not developed enough to realize that they need laws. And then when they're developed enough to realize they don't. And I very much believe in that. I'm sort of an anarchist. There is enough of everything that everyone could live this wonderful, prosperous life. We are not poor because there's not enough. We are poor because there are some people who feel so insecure that they have to be richer to you than you to feel good about themselves. That is the mm-hmm. only reason that there are rich people in the world. Yep. Agreed. Because sharing with you would make them feel less about themselves. And until we're a society of people who pull people up. The the hippolytes of the world are going to be wasted. It's that simple. And and it's it's a shame. 
It really is. Mm-hmm. If you really wanted to save the world, you should fix the uh, sociopathy and narcissism because those are the two worst things in the world. Agreed. Um, where's it going to go? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree 100% with everything that you just said. Oh, no, uh, Biden fell and broke his foot oh, playing remember. with his dog. Yeah, I know. I saw. Poor guy. I remember where I was going to go. So just because our ancestors were slaves doesn't mean that that's where we came from. Our ancestors were tribal leaders, were kings, were queens in Africa before they were slaves. Mm -hmm. So I take it upon myself to remind people when I talk to them, hey, queen, that's where the term queen comes from. It comes from black culture. Mm-hmm. Hey, queen. Um, hey, king. So having said that, on TikTok, I put up a picture of Chadwick Boseman doing the Wakanda cross the arms thing. And I said, happy birthday, king. Someone, I don't even remember his name. I deleted his message and I blocked him. Said he was neither a queen nor a legend. Let me tell you, nameless person. He played a king, King T'Challa, on Black Panther. And in the black culture, we tell each other, when we greet each other, especially in a romantic setting, we say to them, hello, queen, hello, king. This is my king. This is my queen, to uplift other black people. That's what we say. Mm -hmm. It's a double entendre with, with Chadwick because he played a king and because he is a black king. So stop saying that black people aren't kings and queens because that's who we came from, number one. Number and two, most- don't, tell me to tell, don't tell me how to greet somebody else. You don't put, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. But go ahead. Sorry, you were saying. Um, actually, not only were black Africans kings and queens, they were some of the most beautiful and powerful people on earth at their time. Um, Mm -hmm. In the 1890s, a group of white explorers went into the jungles in the Congo Basin, and they found found a a city that rivaled places like Machu Picchu with that perfect architecture where the, the stones didn't need mortar because they were so perfectly cut together, and it was still standing after thousands and thousands of years. And it was, of course, surrounded by black Africans who were sort of tribesmen, but being white and European and having that mindset, they decided that there must have been some um, lost white colony that came into Africa and built these. Mm-hmm. And it turns out what happened was is that these people who who are, are so far advanced that they had built that city and then gone back to simple agrarian people. They had gone like the full circuit of the way civilization goes before the Victorians before the before England was even created, the truth is we are all Africans and we're all immigrants from Olduvai Gorge, and there is no reason to not love and respect one another. I wonder if that is where Stanley and um, uh, Jack Kirby got the idea for Wakanda, because Wakanda is like what you just said. It is a city with a holographic image, though, 
that looks like it's poor, but you get past the hologram, and it's just like culturally, culturally rich, technologically advanced country that's hidden from the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if that's where they got their idea from. It, it's possible. <laughs> well, they did an amazing job because, wow, Wakanda forever. I, it's that's amazing. I do. I amazing. and and. Who is the the girl who plays the captain of the guard? Oh, um, she's on. Oh, she's on. Um, what's it called? The, the, the uh, Walking Dead. Her name is Denia Guerrera. I pronounced that wrong. She's way so. hot. Way yeah, hot. she's gorgeous, and she's so powerful with that bald head in the, the movie. Oh my gosh, she was so powerful. I think women um, are beautiful when they're bald. I think yeah. I, I think they're beautiful with hair, but there's a different mm-hmm. level of beautiful when you take that hair away because then you really mm-hmm. see their face and their features. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Queen of Sheba was black. Did you know that? Um, I did know that. I think Cleopatra was darker skinned. I don't Cleopatra think she was, was black. actually Greek. Oh, 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 okay, okay. I thought she, and she but was now, not beautiful. The pharaohs were very dark-skinned, and, and they were black. Mm-hmm. Nefertiti was black. Um, mm-hmm. the, but black Africans were considered the most beautiful and the most powerful people. They, Ethiopia yep. was a huge, huge strength. And in most countries in Africa, the, the bigger you are, like, heavier, the more money you've had to eat food, so you're seen as more beautiful. Just to let you all know, the standard of beauty is different in Africa. Um, Yeah. America's the one that... Oh, did you see this? This is the one I was going to tell you about. You were talking about the Supreme Court. They over Mm -hmm. just overturned a, a... the, the Trump judges just overturned a law that was meant to ban fake therapy, conversion therapy for gay kids. Thank you. No, they said that the ban on the ban on conversion therapy violates their therapeutic practitioner's freedom of speech. And so it should be oh, allowed. Wait, hold on. I misunderstood. I misunderstood. Sorry. Um, yeah. That's disgusting. They're in for a reawakening. Survivors. Yeah. You know who's the biggest advocate for gay conversion therapy? Mike Pence. You know why? Because he's queer. She's not. And hates himself for it. He's. I, I, I didn't mean to, but I called him a she. He's not just queer. He went, he said publicly, gay conversion therapy saved my marriage. I was having improper thoughts. He's very gay. And see, part of me is angry with these people because Mm -hmm. most of these people who are anti-gay, like I said, they Mm -hmm. have these feelings that they've never been allowed to explore. And part of me is Mm -hmm. angry with them, things that they do. Part of me is angry for the world that put them in a position where they felt like they had to hate themselves that much. Maybe this is what happens when you oppress somebody so badly 
that they feel like what they are and who they are is evil. Yep. Especially when it's not. Maybe instead, more conversion therapy is not going to help. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's not. It's just going to make more people who are going to be more evil and angry and oppressive. Agreed. Um, yeah. We got off topic, but let me go back to it. Unfortunately, I have to say this. Um, I want to talk about TikTok, something that you are not a part of, but I have a couple of points to talk about. Um, I was recently in some lives. So when you get over a thousand followers, you're able to go live and you're able to do a live video, almost like Instagram where you can do Instagram lives. In these live videos, there are certain rules you have to follow. Like this one person had their music too loud. They got banned for a day from doing live. If you talk sexually, you get banned. If you have children in your lives that are clearly children, you get banned. Um, so there's certain rules, and I understand there's a lot of pressure. Why I can't you have children in your live. TikTok? I don't know. I, you can have them in your TikTok, but you can't have them in your lives. I don't understand the rules. I, I don't know. I don't know. You can even get someone live banned by reporting their lives. You know what? It's just weird. I, I went live twice. That's it. Um, I was in a live where I walked in. Well, walked in. I went in, um, gave the person a gift. And when you give gifts, they get um, – you can buy, let's say, a 1,000 diamonds, right? Um, no, I'm sorry. You buy a 1,000 coins. And those coins, you can take – 20 of those coins and give them a balloon in their lives. So then they see a balloon float up. Kind of like when you do the iPhone where you say happy birthday to somebody and the balloons come up. So there are different gifts with different price tags that you can buy somebody. And when you give that to them, it converts into diamonds. And those diamonds can convert into actual hard dollars. And you can only take three, up to $3,000 or I'm sorry, $1,000 per week out of your account in order to cash it into your bank account. I know that sounded confusing, and I went over it really fast, but anyway. So I walked into this live. The person there seemed cool. I looked at their videos. I didn't follow them him yet, and I gave him a gift. And then I started interacting with him, asking him questions, engaging the conversation, I kept it moving, you know? And then I said something um, as a joke, but I forgot to put LOL at the end. He read it and was like, is that a joke, Miss Emmy Morgan? And then, you know, I said, oh, yeah, sorry, it's a joke. He goes, okay, I just want to give everybody some etiquette rules. If you're going to say a joke, put LOL at the end. Okay, my point of mentioning this, and I don't even remember the guy. I didn't follow him or anything. My point of mentioning this is I feel like people are on the defensive in general. Gave you gifts. I just said wonderful things about you. 
why the hell would I attack you? Like, cut it out. Like, grow up. Don't be on the defensive with everyone. And this guy, he was, like, raring to go. Somebody would say something, oh, you're blocked. Oh, you're blocked. Like, he was blocking people left and right. I'm like, you know what? I think I need to get out of here. Not really a good way to make – that's not really a good way to make money, is it? There really is an amazing side to TikTok. But then there's the polar opposite. No, I mean the way that he was acting. Yeah, I, I understand. He was he was acting really in, and his mom was in there. His sister was in. Two of his sisters were in there. I'm just like, dude, calm down. I was in another live where I gave this, and I duetted videos with this guy. I'd given him gifts because he was raising money for charity. And there was this other guy in there that was a Trump supporter. Even though we both don't have the same political views, I respect you. That's all I said. I didn't mention anything else. The guy who had previously, like two seconds ago, said, great, thank you so much for helping me, blah, blah. He said, we don't talk about politics in this live. I just want people to know that. And I was like, you know what? I feel like I want my money back. Like, people, stop being so fucking bitchy. This is a, like, these are lives meant to conversate with people. Like, it, That's it's the not whole meant internet. To, yeah, it is. It is. And I feel like people, especially on TikTok, have the biggest attitudes. And then this other guy who, he didn't say anything bad, but I had to call him out. He's one of my favorite creators, but I'm mostly obsessed with his girlfriend. Because she is so fucking hilarious. But I had just given him um, gifts, and everybody else gave him gifts. And I even said, hey, can you post your P.O. box? I'm sure some of us want to send you baby shower gifts because he's having a boy with his new girlfriend. He says, okay, I want everybody to tap the screen. I just want everybody to tap the screen and get more people in here. I said, wait, hold up now. We just gave you gifts. And we're trying to give you more gifts, and you still want more from us? And he's like, mm, you know what, Emmy Morgan? You're right. Sorry, guys. If you want to, you can tap the screen. I'm just, I have to put people in check. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. What is with you? Why do people always want more? You're never giving people enough. You do one thing good, they want seven other things. I don't understand. I don't get it. Ugh, so frustrating. Anyway, um, an, another thing I'd like to talk about is this guy. His name is Rava Kendall. He is a very beautiful, I think he's from New Zealand. He's, he's Maury. Um, M-O-R-I I, I, maybe I'm pronouncing that wrong um, very beautiful man uh, tall dark curly curly hair curly wavy hair long gorgeous eyes beautiful face deep silky voice like very white but silkier he was on his live and he got away with this by the way he wasn't banned He said to a kid that his nephew, he said, 
and there's a video. Uh, pick that up. And the kid said, no. He's like, pick it up or I'll make you suck it. And it was a snail or something. And he's like, you're going to be get, you're going to get used to sucking slimy things when you get older. And then he said to the kid, you better shut up or I'll give you something to suck right now. To a kid. Um, in front of the kid, he's like, yeah, this is my nephew. My, my sister's not a very good parent. So I, I'm, yeah, the kid's living with me now. And then someone said, asked him, why don't you like LGBTQ people? He's like, mm, they shouldn't exist. And then he said, in one of his videos, he did like a TikTok video. He said, oh, yeah, um, someone commented, I'm a straight male, and I think you're beautiful. And he's like, you know, it's okay. People come up to me all the time. Men come up to me all the time and say, you know, you're beautiful. Um, you're gorgeous. I love your voice. And this guy, he came up to me, got on his knees and said, you know, oh, you're beautiful. And I pulled him up by his hair and I said, you shouldn't bow to anybody. And so people are like, yeah, you're homophobic, blah, blah, blah. He didn't do anything. He didn't say anything. He didn't respond. And then he also made in his live a statement that, yeah, I um, I'm in the pandemic right now here in, in New Zealand, and I'm not getting any money. But I I filed for unemployment with the government. I mean, I I want to get free money. Who wouldn't want that? If I can get it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have older followers that give me money. Why? Who cares? They're, they're giving me money. It's free. I don't care. So then he came out with an eight part video eight parts said that he was trolling everybody and it was a social experiment and that he really isn't homophobic in fact here's his gay roommate that he hangs out with that he's been quarantined with um no, I like saying you got black friends so you can't be a racist thank you i i wrote those exact words racists have black friends um, he never apologized for what he said. He never said, you know, I'm sorry if my joke went too far or whatever. He simply continued on with his weird eight-part series where the guy, his roommate, looked terrified, uh, mind you, and was like, yeah, we're, we're roommates. And yeah, I'm like, oh, my God, blink if you need help, guy. If you see Cancel Raw the Kendall, that's because of him. He is clearly insane. And if you go to his profile, he has a uh, two GoFundMe. One GoFundMe for he, he has he needs financial support. Of, so he's asking for twenty thousand dollars. Another GoFundMe, he wants cosplay clothing for ten thousand dollars. I would also yeah. like thirty thousand dollars. And I would put it like to better for use. free. For nothing. He just wants it. I did a GoFundMe once for my book, and um, I felt disgusting doing it. Yeah. And so I took it down, and I ended up paying for the book um, package myself. And I, I feel better about that. But that's not what GoFundMe's for, guys. I don't have a problem with people yeah. using GoFundMe, and I think there are a lot of people who abuse it. But you know, mm-hmm. if somebody, if I want to give somebody money, the way that I feel about it is, you know, 
if you give somebody money, then it's theirs to do with. You you made the decide. Right. You made the decision to be generous. You shouldn't. Right. That shouldn't give you the right to tell them what to do with their money or any of that kind of stuff. I, I don't have a problem with GoFundMe's because it's voluntary. Right. I don't particularly like doing it either. I've done it once, but but I always do it for like something specific. Like I did one mm-hmm. to send my to send me out to um uh and uh the film industry thing so that I could uh, show my movie around. I didn't make mm-hmm. enough, but still, I didn't feel right about it. But there are, yeah. you know, but I won't mm-hmm. say that it's wrong for anybody else. It just didn't feel right for me. No. I exactly. do, however, know people who, like, try to live off of it, mm-hmm. and that gets annoying. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's like, I agree. It's like there's this Simpson where, where this screaming, the, the scream-a-pillar comes in their backyard, and he's like, it's a scream-a-pillar. It, it's an endangered species, and it, 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 like, it's allergic to water, and it, it's sexually attracted to fire. And Homer's like, are you sure it's not supposed to be extinct? God doesn't want it dead. And that's how I feel about some of these people. They're always on a GoFundMe or they're always somewhere. They're always like, oh, my life sucks and I need money. Well, I think that it would serve you better if I were to help you make your life quit sucking than to just give you more money. Because clearly there's some malfunction going on there. I know someone who did a GoFundMe for $5,000. To get um, money to use towards a publishing package for their book, and they never produced the book. They bought themselves a new laptop and other things. Did a second GoFundMe and got fully funded for that as well. Wow! See, I can never get funded for them. I, I'm a dead serious. I did one and got no money and did another one. And somebody's like, didn't you just do one of these? And I'm like, yes, and I didn't get any money. So I'm doing another one. <laughs> and that was the last one I ever did. Yeah, I did so one. Me, it didn't but, get any money, and I, I never did one again. But whatever. So my 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 father, oh, my God, mm-hmm. this week, I had to go make my oh car payment. And he was in the car yeah. with me. And he went up there, and he came oh in. And he told the most racist story I have ever heard in my life <sighs> to these strangers at the place where I make my car payment. Who may have I, spouses of different races. We don't know. I was, well, the woman was sitting there, and her little baby looked Spanish. She, he made a black comment, but still, I was mm. thinking there could be a little bit of mixture going on here. Right, and I'm, right. I'm I'm dying. I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, oh, my God, I can never come in here again. I'm going to have to make my payment on my card from now on because I don't want people to think that I'm associated with this. And then the girl behind the counter looks up and laughs, and she says, that's the best one I've heard in a while. I'll have to tell that at Thanksgiving. And I just thought to myself, I have to get out of the state. I, I got, have I you ever state. thought of telling him to stop or shut up? Oh, no. I've told him thousands of times to stop and shut up. It doesn't help at all. I would do it again. <laughs> I've just gotten, I I've just gotten to the point where I just don't talk to him unless I absolutely have to. Because that, and the more he does it, the more he loses privileges with me, and eventually he'll figure it out. Yeah. There, there are places he's not allowed to go with me. Because I, I, and you know, I was uncomfortable because it was said, 
But I was more mm. uncomfortable because again, I don't want anybody to think that I feel that way. You know what I mean? That's uh, why they, even if he's not going to listen, I would have said something like, okay, dad, that's enough. Because then it, they don't think that you're like that. And it, you know what I mean? Well, and as I was about to say it, she started agreeing with, with him. And then a couple of other people uh, looked in and they were kind of laughing. And I was like, no. And I just walked out. I just, I, I, I yeah. literally, I breathed out and I said, oh my God, out loud and walked away. Yep. So good. I didn't think, but yeah, good. no. Okay. It was just, it was, um, oh my God. Yeah. So just to wrap up, we have like 10 minutes left. Um, Eva Mendez moment. Is there any moment that you've had recently that you've been like, wow, that's pretty awesome? Um, the movie stuff is coming back around again. I have the stuff that I'm doing yeah, with you. I'm working yeah. on Haunting in West Hollywood again. I've got like yeah. 10 pages of that. Yeah. I'm working on, I have a friend in Florida who uh, she has a location and she's got me writing something for her. So nice. I'm in demand again. And this time, this happens to me every December, but I'm always surrounded by people who won't help me keep it going. So I need to be surrounded this year by people who will help me go, keep it going. You know what I mean? That's why I'm here, sir. I need energy, Missy. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm sorry, we only met this year. <laughs> I'm here now. Let's do this. Okay. Um, my Eva Mendez moment is my friend, friend of the show, Wake Up Jolie, Jolie Lang. He actually started his own podcast, and he said it was because of me. And I was like, oh, that felt good. And his podcast is really good. He asks really good, deep questions. If you go to Podbean, well, you have to go to his TikTok, Wake Up Jolie. Click the link in his bio, and you will find his podcast. Um, He's really good. I like him. He's like my little brother. I love him. He's moving to Nicaragua on Tuesday, and I'm, like, ready to cry because I haven't met him in person. But um, I wish to very soon, so. Mm, mm, my baby. Um, any shout-outs you want to give before we um, wrap this up tonight? I got puppies. Puppy shout-out. Puppies oh, are giving puppies. me kisses. Oh. I'm literally Hi, covered in puppies right now. Uh, <laughs> I actually have two shout-outs, um, my two TikTok crushes. One of them is just like this man. I just randomly stumbled on this guy. Um, he's hot. He's, he's my type. His name is JustBrandon803 on TikTok. Such amazing content, and he's just so hot. Um, he's hot in the way, like, He's, got, he's a dad, so he's got the dad bod thing going on. He's got amazing blue eyes and the best hair I have ever seen. But he's so adorable, and I just, I don't know, I love him. And then my other TikTok crush, his name is Nick Don, Dom, oh, my God, I can't even talk to him. Dom Pierre. There's more to him than just his looks. I made, actually, a video of him. He used to be a pro skater, very skinny. He got into an accident, broke his neck, um, stopped skateboarding. He was skateboard, not skater. He stopped uh, skateboarding, got into fitness. He is 
now, honey, and he has the perfect bubble butt. I, I I'm obsessed with his butt. Like, and he shows it off. He knows he's hot. Um, I actually have talked to him through Instagram, and he is like so sweet. Um, he has this YouTube where he talks about his life, and P.S. He's from New Bedford, Massachusetts. On one of his videos, he was talking about his relationships, and his accent came out. I'm like, yeah, I know, I know that accent. Um, yeah, love him. Da- Nick Dom Pierre. He is such an amazing guy. He's very access- accessible. How do you say that word? The one with the A. Accessible? Accessible? Accessible. Accessible. Thank you. Um, he's gorgeous to look at, but there's so much more to him than his face and his bubble butt. He's like got more, way more going for him than just those two things. And that's why he's also somebody that I would give a shout out to. So follow those two. But before we um, say goodbye, Call me if you want a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we have to talk about um, Lovecraft Country. So we won't have we won't have any we won't have any Playstations or Xboxes till after the first of the year. So stop. What do you mean? What does that mean? Anybody who knows what it means knows what it means. It's a the Xbox Five and the PlayStation. Everybody's looking for them and you can't find them. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. And they're probably yeah, not going to be to the first of the year, so stop. Um, I work at GameStop now. Nice. What a manly job. Um, no, right? <laughs> thank you for coming back. Thank you all for listening as well and being loyal to the show. Um, but, yeah, we're going to end this tonight. And love you guys. Love you, E. And I will talk to you offline very soon. Back to the whole wide world. Bye, everyone. Bye. Still thirsty for more tea? Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Spilled Tea PC. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Spilled Tea.